So glad you came to save us. I'm so glad you came to save us. Say you came from heaven to earth. You came from heaven to show the way. To show from the earth to the cross. From the earth to my debt to pay. My debt. From the cross to the grave. From the cross to the grave. And from the grave to the sky. From the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on Let's try it again. Lord, I lift your name. Lord, I lift your name on high. And Lord, I love to sing your praises. Lord, I love to sing your praises. Oh, I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you're in my life. And I'm so glad you came to save us. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth. You came from heaven to show the way. To show from the earth to the cross. Oh, my debt to pay. My debt oh, from the cross to the grave. From the cross to the grave. And from the grave from to the, the sky. Grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. Oh, 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 you came from heaven to earth. You came from heaven to earth. To show the way. From the cross to the grave, from the cross to the and from the grave to the sky. The is a great God. So let's all sing and show just how great our God is. Oh, 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 oh. How great is our God. How great
are worthy of our praise. song says, how great, how great, how great. Sing that one more time. Then sings my soul. Then sings my
As we continue in our Lenten series of messages surrounding the traits of Jesus, I want to talk about a Jesus love. A Jesus love. The singular command of Jesus, the singular command of the gospel is that we love one another without limit and without restriction. To love one another in the same way that Jesus has loved us. That's what agape means. In John 3, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, he said to him, God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son. Anyone who believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. It is that soul love that defines the character of God's love for us and the love he expects us to have for one another. Now, somebody will ask, how much is so? And the answer is, it's enough. By defining love this way, Jesus was helping us to see the depth of his love, that that it extends even to those that the rest of the world has deemed unlovable. Jesus was helping us to see the power of his love, that it sustains us when everything else has failed us. Jesus was helping us to see the providence of God's love that it meets our every need. But for agape to have its greatest impact, we must move from definition to application. And in John 15, Jesus shows us how to imitate his love for us in our relationships with one another. Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples, sharing in a last Passover meal before his suffering would begin. And while they were there, John says that Jesus talked with them at length about what would happen to him and how they should carry on. And in this discourse, he takes the time to talk about love. This is my command. Love one another the way I loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. Three times. In the span of six verses, Jesus uses the word command with regard to love. And that's important because it teaches us that loving one another is not an option. 
It's not something that you do when you feel like it. Agape is to be our deliberate response to others based on God's love for us. Love one another the way I loved you. The love of Jesus is a love that extends to everyone. It is a love that is rooted in God's love for us. For he was indwelled by the Father. He says that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And as he yielded to that relationship, love flowed out. And in the same way, my brothers and sisters, we are to love one another because we are in the Son and the Son is in us. And since God is love, as we yield to Jesus, love flows from us. Jesus goes on to share three aspects of this love that characterize the quality of his love for us and what he wants us to exhibit toward one another. First thing he says is that love gives itself up for one another. He said, no one has greater love than the one who gives his life for his friends. Now we know that for Jesus, this was a physical commitment. He physically laid down his life for us. But before he was to suffer on our behalf, he challenges us to be willing to do the same for one another. Spiritually speaking, giving our lives means giving of ourselves for each other. It means that we're willing to go out of our way to meet each other's needs. And Jesus says that when we are willing to do that, when we are willing to give our lives to one another, we're showing the same love toward others that God has shown toward us. You know, there's a great deal in the New Testament about how we are to treat one another. And I believe that we would be more in Jesus' love if we followed his command about how we should treat one another. Don't challenge one another. Don't complain against one another. Don't devour one another. Don't envy one another. Don't judge one another. Don't lie one to the other. Don't speak against one another. Accept one another. Admonish one another. Bear one another's burdens. Build up one another. Care for one another. Comfort one another. Confess your sins to one another. Encourage one another. Have fellowship one with the other. Here's one you're going to have a problem with. Forgive one another. 
Greet one another. Honor one another. Be hospitable toward one another. Humble yourself one to the other. Be kind to one another. Be members of one another. Pray for one another. Be at peace with one another. Have the same mind one toward the other. Seek after that which is good for one another. Serve one another. Be tolerant of one another. Stimulate one another. Be subject to one another. Teach one another. Be tender-hearted one toward the other. It's in how we treat one another that the love of God is made manifest in our lives. It's the full range of expectation that Jesus has for us in this command. If we really love him, then we ought to be willing to lay down our lives one for the other. Then, more than that, Jesus' love moves us to friendship. He says, you are my friends when you do the things I command. Now, I don't know about you, but I need the friendship of Jesus in my life. Human relationships have their limitations. I've learned that true friends are hard to come by and even harder to keep. Many times I've been let down by those that I thought were my friends. But when it reaches that point, I'm glad I have another friend. A friend who sticks closer than a brother. A friend who will make a way out of no way. I declare today, Jesus is my friend under all conditions. He's my friend in success. And we all need that. Let me tell you today, a truth of life is that there are people who can cry with you, but they can't laugh with you. There are people who will come around when you're down, but won't be there to celebrate when you're up. I have lost friends in the successes of my life. But in Jesus, I have somebody who wants me to succeed. In Jesus, I have somebody who wants me to be happy. In Jesus, I have somebody who rejoices when I rejoice. But then, Jesus is also my friend in failure. And church... If I need a friend when I'm up, then surely I need a friend when I'm down. Sometimes it seems like bad days outnumber good days. But Jesus is a friend who never leaves me alone. And I don't have to hide stuff from him. He loves me just like I am. He already knows everything about me. He knows every mistake I make. He knows every fault I have. But in spite of all that he knows about me, he's still my friend. He looked beyond my faults and he met my needs. In sadness, he cheers me. When I lose my way, he sets me in the right path. 
Jesus is my friend. But more than that, in his love, we can be a friend to one another. We are to love each other in the same way that he loved us. And he shared with his disciples that we ought to love one another by giving to one another. We ought to share our struggles. We ought to share our fears. We ought to share our hopes. We ought to share our experiences. We ought to share all that God has brought us through. That's what koinonia is all about. That's what it means to be a part of a fellowship of believers. Let me tell you something today. If the church is just a crowd of people coming together once a week, then we're no different than the world. But what makes us different is that in the love of God, we share our lives with one another. In the love of God, we bear one another's burdens. In the love of God, we try to meet each other's needs. In the love of God, we touch each other's lives. That's what friendship means, and that's what the friendship love of Jesus is all about. Well, finally, Jesus' love has to bear fruit. Jesus says, I called you to go and to bear fruit that will last. And somebody ought to be asking, what is lasting fruit? Lasting fruit is learning how to live a Christ-like life. Lasting fruit is found in imitating the character of Christ, his compassion, his gentleness, his ability to forgive, his courage, his commitment. This is what we are to bear, not only in our lives, but in the lives of one another. This is why the word reminds us to pray for one another. We are to intercede for one another. We are to make supplication for one another. This is Christ's command to us that we love just as he loved. Love means giving of ourselves. Love means giving our lives and our strength and our time to one another. Love means sharing with and teaching each other what we have learned. This is fruit that is real and is lasting. If we love Christ, then that love ought to be evident in how we treat one another. Now church, I know that Jesus loves me. I know that Jesus loves me because he died for my sin. I know he loves me because he went to Calvary and he did for me what I couldn't do for myself. I know he loves me because he bore my sorrow and he redeemed my soul. I know he loves me not just because he died on Friday, but because he rose early on a Sunday morning with all power in his hands. So for me, it's not a question about whether or not Jesus loves me. The question is, do I love Jesus? Do I love him enough? 
to extend myself to others. Do I love him enough to risk being hurt by the people that I'm trying to help? Do I love him enough to give up my life for one another? Do I love him enough to be a friend to people? Do I love him enough to bear fruit for him in my living? My prayer every day is not that God will love me more, but that God will help me to love him more. Help me to be what you called me to be. Help me to walk like you called me to walk. Help me to talk like you called me to talk. Help me to serve like you called me to serve. Help me to love one another the way you have loved me. The doors of God's church are open. The deacon. Oh, oh, oh.